Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. I'm having so much more fun now. I have let them show me how to live their way. This is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 234. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Freaky Magazine. I contribute material to every issue, so give it a try. Hey kids, have you read Freaky? The magazine of weird humor for freaks like you. Freaky Magazine is a way out collection of weirdo comics, kooky gags, photo funnies, social satire, and surreal collage. 52 pages of insanity in the tradition of magazines of yore like Cracked, Plop, and Zap. Special offer for Fun Ideas listeners, get a free sample copy in the mail, made of smelly newsprint and smudgy ink the old-fashioned way. Just message your mailing address to the slow poisoner at gmail.com that's the slow poisoner at gmail.com while supplies last you remember them from your childhood half for the friendly ghost richie rich hot stuff baby huey sad sack and little audrey you read them in comic books and saw them on television and in the movies now you can read about how they and other Harvey comic characters were created in two great books from Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions, The Best of Harveyville Fun Times and The Harvey Comic Companion. Both are available from Amazon. The Companion is also available from Fair Manor Media. They are available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook versions. Order your copies today. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by PopOptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift. I plan to go on Charles F. Rosene's Magical History Tour in 2024, and here is Charles to talk about it. Hey, hey, this is Charles Rosene, sometime guest here on the Fun Ideas podcast. Have you ever thought of taking a Beatles tour to Liverpool? Well, I host and organize the Magical History Tour every summer, www.liverpooltours.com. But I'm here to tell you about two other things. My books. Yes, Mark isn't the only author. I've recently published the book of Top Ten Beatles Lists, where 64 celebrities gave their top ten favorite Beatles-themed lists with reasons why. And 
kind of fun stuff. Please check it out, www.bookoftop10beatleslists.com. It's the follow-up to www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com, where a hundred celebrities gave their favorite horror lists. Enjoy the upcoming show, and thank you for listening to my ad. In Fun Ideas Productions news, progress is being made on publishing my upcoming Turtles and Mad books. Hopefully they will be out by the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024. My latest books that are published include my books on Pac-Man, the stars of Walt Disney Productions, the revised second edition of my Monkeys book with Michael A. Ventrella called Long Title, and the TTV Scrapbook. You can buy them all on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly from Bear Manor Media. If you'd like a signed book, contact me at funideas.mark at gmail.com or purchase your book through my listings on eBay. I'm still working on my TV Cartoons at Time Forgot book, as well as articles about the Harvey Implosion and on Archie's Mr. Weatherby. On today's show, we have a comic strip artist and writer discussing his latest projects. Here he is, Eben Selker. Hi, this is Mark Arnold with another episode of Fun Ideas Podcast. And today we have a cartoonist, graphic designer, comic artist, and his name is Eben Selker. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Okay, and you're a, uh, a mutual friend of ours, of Greg Vita's, and I guess we could start off how, how you met uh, Greg, and then we can take it from there and talk about your life. Sure. Well, um, Greg actually works with me as a one-on-one um, independent living skills coordinator. I was, basically, I was matched by one of the bosses there, um, uh, realizing that, you know, I, I might get along well with Greg because sure enough, we are both cartoonists. Um, he has Zeke and Goulash. I have, um, I have a couple series, but one of them is one of the most well-liked one is one is cat donut. Uh Um, and, um, so I live in a, it's not really an assisted living facility, but it's something on the way to that. Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> and but, yeah. Uh, how did, uh, I guess, um, tell me a little bit more about yourself and then how you got into cartooning. Well, um, well, um, I, um, I, aside from cartooning, um, some of my hobbies include, uh, video games such as, uh, mostly fighting games though, like Street Fighter and Tekken, um, but also the very obscure variants of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like swimming. Uh, I have a subscription to 24 fitness and, uh, one year I swam every day. Um, and I think it was 2018. But um, unfortunately, I screwed up my sleep schedule because I wanted to go at every hour or two. <laughs> um, it was very silly. But um, but I also um, but I also uh, I also kind of like old stuff and to some degree. Um, I recently been um, been uh, do been converting tapes for uh, for a few clients uh, uh, for both high eight tapes actually high eight tapes audio cassette and um vhs but um 
Uh, what else do I like? I don't know. Um, my first word was pizza when I um when I was born. Um, uh, and um, but yeah, I like reading our people's web comics as well. But um, what got me into web comics was that um, uh, what got what got me into comics in general, I guess you could say by that extension, is um. You know, I just kind of, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon shows back in the day. Um, and I figured, you know, maybe I want to do my own characters. Um, and the first character, who I don't have a picture of at the moment uh, with me handy, is the Hello Bye Bye Ball. Um, <laughs> uh, he was just a ball with a face, with, with a, a two-sided grin, like, like on this forehead, there was also a mouth, and mm. um, and just a ball that had that face and had um, had arms on all uh, arms on four sides, <laughs> and you know, I didn't really know what it did, <laughs> but uh, other than say hello to everybody and and, and so forth, but uh, I was very proud of that character, and um, I haven't I always wanted to put him into other features of mine. But uh, but I, I I haven't really found an excuse yet. Um, I've had I've considered the idea that uh, it might be some sort of weird angel or hmm. something, but I'm still not sure what it does. <laughs> um, but uh, but, but um, at some point I wanted to do a fan comic, and this would be the first one I've done on a computer. Um, Again, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, this one definitely has nothing uh, surviving from it, hmm. uh, considering that that, vir that computer got a virus before it would have gotten the chance to back up that file. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Something happened where the anyway. So I, before I, I decided I'd make a comic about Bionicles. Hmm. Um, I don't remember what it was about. It was probably about Matorans which were the shorter Bionicle characters that they made back then. Um, and I wanted, to, and I figured I'd name myself something. You know, and I looked outside, noticed it was snowing um, back because I was in, uh, I was in the East Coast. And, um, and um, uh, I'd call myself Frosty because I liked, I liked how cold weather felt. <laughs> um uh, and eventually I started doing sprite comics. Mm -hmm. Wasn't particularly successful because it didn't make me feel very creative. I used sprites from various video games, mostly Sonic games. Um, uh, but I don't know, that didn't last. But I at that at, some, at that point I just really did random drawings and one and really one page, one panel comic type dealios where there was just one joke on one page um yeah. you know um you know like um like uh like like a guy getting getting uh, his head covered in oats but <laughs> um you know i realized at some point that i was tired of doing parodies of other people's work and there was actually a teacher and there was actually a teacher that told me this you know that um if you want to make it big in the cartooning world you can't just do parodies. Right. Um, 
you know, even if it does get more views, you know, um, it's fine to do parodies, but like, you know, but like, you need to try something else because he caught me caught drawing all these other characters from other franchises, you know, and I don't know. I feel like I could have, I feel like I still could have, it's possible I still could have done it without that advice, but it was, but I still took that advice to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, um, but, but what I really ended up doing with that at first was I actually did flash cartoons. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, uh, there was various, uh, ones I did, um, and I used uh, on a website called frosty.net mm-hmm. spelled the same way with an EY. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I made the mistake of not really putting any of them on YouTube where I could have easily gotten a bigger audience. But I don't know, just kind of for some reason I was I felt it was unhonorable dishonorable for some stupid reason. Um but uh yeah, but one of the most popular characters I've uh I have um uh that front produced from these flash series um is the Pubsleys. Um or something that they're, sometimes they're just collectively known as Pubsley, and you know they they look almost exactly the same and <laughs> behave very similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never and one of the um, and uh, and and I made this this and uh, I made this um, one one year I was going to a con for uh, very early recently um, uh, called. Uh, um, San Jose Craft Fair, and um, they, my parents decided last minute that they should make they should help they should make a um, book for me of <laughs> of uh, Pubsley and this and they made basically they I they they used they made one based off a PDF I did um, mm-hmm. uh, that basically was the move the the flash animations except um, except um, they've been uh, turned into frame by frame sequences resembling a comic but not quite that's cool but, oh, excuse me now, do, the, do the flash animations for this still exist or yes they do okay i actually so you... have put all the flash animations on youtube at this point oh so you have okay so originally you did not but you've since yeah i eventually put finally put them all on youtube with okay. a few exceptions the, the the i didn't want to put the really expensive ones up because I figured that 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 had no place in our modern, they had no place in our modern time. But all 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 ten Pubsley cartoons are up, as yeah. well as many other other um, notable Flash animations, and including Heg, which is a card, which is was a animation all about um about uh, about a factory worker meeting a strange man trying to sell him uh, a bag of an unknown substance uh, <laughs> called Heg, hmm. <laughs> uh, which the factory worker keeps mispronouncing. Now, do your do your other uh, like you held up Cat Donut? Have you done flash animations for those, or is that strictly uh, just a comic strip or comic? Um, well, that's not the reason why I haven't made a flash animation for Cat Donut. It's not because I don't want to. It's that I've had trouble um, adapting it into flash form. 
you know, because the thing is, all of all of his comics are one page and only a couple of panels. I see. Um. Uh, um. Let's see. Right there's I like I like I I don't really can't really pick up one of my favorites easily, but um. Uh, this one here, there's a lot a lot of them involve Cat Donut trying to get coffee, but um, <laughs> but uh. Um, but uh, Cat Donut here is um, walking towards the, the place, and um, he asks for decaf, and um, he he's he's denied, and uh, he starts ruining the place. <laughs> um. So yeah, but yes, Cat Donut I imagine would be very good animated, but likely what I'll have to do is, I could either do it segmented. Um, where I just have a bunch of little shorts. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they might even be YouTube shorts, but I I don't know. I never really liked YouTube shorts. <laughs> I think if you're, I think I think I think pretty much all video should be should be sixteen by nine at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but maybe, maybe, but but you know, it's if if it gets me views, it gets me views. Um. Mm. Uh, what else? Uh, but um, before I got made cat donut, I went to Foothill College and discovered um, <sighs> and uh, had a class um about about comicking, and um, so I had to make a narrative, a more of a long narrative in order to, for it to work, mm -hmm. um. And um, this is Mash Dash. Okay. Um, I made this before. I made this after Pubsley before Cat Donut, and I'm still continuing to make um, entries into the series. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is uh, so. Um, there's a man of the mustache named Stash. Um, mm -hmm. At least that's his nickname, and he can move his mustache around <laughs> um, to turn into various tools and weapons. There's Mash over here. She's a martial artist. Um, trained in the art of Bain Ken, which just means asterisk, which mm -hmm. means asterisk fist. Um, which is a reference to how uh, which is a, which is a reference to how um, she has an asterisk on her cheek. Um, <laughs> then there's Paige. Um, if you haven't read this arc, I can't really tell you much about who she is other than other than uh, uh, she 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 lost an arm at some point and uh, and 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 uh, managed to get a robot arm and also also she has printer parts on yeah. her torso and Reno is the uh, he's not in every every comic I've done but um, he um, he has a keyboard which he can um, which he can uh, which he can alter reality with. Hmm. Um and there's various there's a there's various um uh there's various characters in this that are are um that have the have something called super talents, which is basically a, a, a slightly more correct term for superpowers. <laughs> and um and you know, and and the justification of 
there being that term is for whatever reason, they're a bit more accepted in society and usually just try to blend in. Um, I would consider it an action comedy. Um, hmm. uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's, um, it's not as successful as Cat Donut, but it's it still it still gets about forty um it still gets about forty followers mm -hmm. uh, across all across all of the um webcomic mediums that I'm part of. Mm -hmm. Now it seems like you know correct me if I'm wrong uh, that um, Mash Dash is more of a long form ongoing storyline. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, it and is. And Cat Donut is more. Single frame or you know short story. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mass Desk has been going on since 2014, um, and it's currently in its uh, second major story arc. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'll finish it honestly, because um, because I keep finding ways to extend it. <laughs> Hey, if you have ideas, why not use them? So that's yeah. probably good. But um, you know, I have this. I I've often had this dream of at one day being a fighting game. Um, <laughs> uh, I I'm not sure. I don't feel like it'd be by my hand because I I don't like I don't like spending my time game developing. But um, so anyways, what is the uh, what what is this? You showed it to me so, before we started. Yes, but... I, I did. <laughs> I did. So I might as well explain. So um, this is an arcade stick. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's mostly used to play fighting games, and um, I have collected various fight sticks. And I decided it'd be nice one day to, um, at some point, to uh, modify one of my arcade sticks yeah. so that um, it has uh, art for my comics. Um, so I made the this this uh, this 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 mash dash stick. Mm -hmm. I call it the uh, mash stick. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess now is that is that working or is it just have your art on it? Um, or is it eventually going to work? Well, it, oh. I've already uh, had it for a long time, so I've made it work. But, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to test it again after this call. <laughs> That's so fine. I'm not sure if it works currently. Yeah, but I mean, it did work at some point, so it wasn't yeah. just a you know a showcase for your art. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because you know, so. I have no idea how to to do that. I mean, um, where you and I are similar is also with Greg is that I myself have done you know comic strips over the years. I've done web comics over the years. Not too not too much currently because my uh, time is taken up more with writing books and doing these podcasts. So, but uh, yeah, I I you know really understand you know you know the whole process and everything of what you're doing and everything like that right indeed um so so what do you get for your inspirations what you know it's like what what how do you generate ideas typically um well the media i watch definitely play a huge part and um and 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 uh in my uh, creative efforts um you know dragon balls inspired me um monty python's flying circus has inspired me um 
there's this one show that's a bit more obscure around these parts, known as um, Kinikuman. Mm. Uh, it had a sequel called Ultimate Muscle mm -hmm. at some point that did show up in the States. Um, uh, Is that an anime? Or? Yes, it's a okay. manga and an anime. It's... Um, mm -hmm. Kinikuman uh, is a uh, is a wrestling slash superhero slash um, action comedy uh, thing where um, where various alien wrestlers uh, defend defend or um, or uh, or approach Earth wanting to attack um, <laughs> and they settle all their differences in the ring. <laughs> and the main character is some clumsy guy um, who uh, wants to be like Ultraman. <laughs> um, and uh, and and loves eating uh, beef bowl, hmm. uh, beef rice. That is uh, that, the kind of, the kind you get in Yoshinoya. <laughs> and um, and uh, it's it's definitely one of my favorite anime of all time. Um, even though it never really got to the states, partially because of censorship, actually. Hmm. Um, but I found other ways to watch it, and it's uh, it's a good time. Is it uh, sexually graphic, or is it violent, or both, or what? Um, well, well, some of the character designs are slightly racist, but it's oh, not. Okay. It doesn't take up the whole show, though. Right. It was the original author's attempt at variety. Is what mm -hmm. is what the. Uh, but I would say the main excuse is, um, um, <laughs> but it's still a bit unfortunate that it, that that it's associated with it. Yeah, I um, get it. <laughs> they had to remove various symbols from it. Um, mm -hmm. Had to use certain characters less. Who knows? Um, so they they technically learned from their mistakes as the series progressed. But um, I don't know. It, but. <laughs> But you know, I'm really there for, for, uh, for the plot structure and the action and all that stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, and it's just rather it's just it's just a uh, it's hype, you know. It's it's definitely something exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. um, but other inspirations I've had are Homestar Runner. Okay. Um, known for their strong bad emails mm -hmm. and Trogdor, <laughs> um, amongst many other things, but uh, they th those cartoons were interesting because um, they featured uh, various uh, rather abstract main characters, like there was this athlete that um, that that uh, who had. Who, who had a white face with white legs and you know and really only wore a big old red t-shirt with a star on it and had a propeller cap um and uh he he he, he doesn't really have arms but he he can use telekinesis to um he can supposedly use telekinesis to uh <laughs> to, to to hold things um and he's got a girlfriend he, he who breaks up with him a lot, uh, named Marzipan, who is a broom, <laughs> um, and uh, 
and uh, there's this there's this uh, vaguely Garfield slash um, slice of pizza looking creature named uh, the Cheat, um, who just just mumbles. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, um, I was inspired by this by it a lot, and actually, my first Flash animation featured relatively uh, um, uh, similarly. Um, abstract characters but then i realized um i may have made them a bit too random (laughs) (laughs) i didn't didn't want to completely copy their formula um but some of one of the characters would sometimes appear again in Mm. my later works um named mr someone Mm. Uh, he had a blue face and uh, um, and a red dress, but but um, um, originally I was going to have cartoons about him being insisting on being Mister Someone, but I don't know those. That it didn't seem it didn't quite seem like the direction I was going for mm-hmm. um, at the time, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, all the all the stuff you've done over the years is uh, cartooning and the flash animation is are you self-taught or did you uh go to any school or classes for any of that um well yes and no um on one hand uh i started getting into flash animation after um getting into other very other various adobe programs while being taught how to program websites by by uh, one of my family friends um uh but i don't know otherwise and i you know i got got some advice on how to use the program but after that i really went on from there alone mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most part um but i still give credit to them for helping me learn helping me learn learn a lot more about uh how what it takes to do an animation. So I guess you could say for flash animations, I was tutored, mm-hmm. but for just to some extent, um, but for, for comics, um, you know, uh, I feel like the class I had at Foothill um, was really, was really more so um, uh was really more so um I'm, I'm really glad I took it because it helped me uh helped me figure out the structure of you know a long a, a longer length plot plot um for a comic and uh, I'm very thankful you know because I always wanted to make I always wanted to make something resembling uh, some of my favorite uh, some of my favorite anime <laughs> <laughs> and um and there we go uh so even though I did technically make comics um outside of um even though I made did make technically make comics without uh with, without the class um before that um to some smaller extent I really really made it after I really only really made it after um after I took that class um, that's cool 
And then um, I think on your website, I was kind of looking over, you know, it talks about your comic strips. So you're also a graphic artist as well. well you know, what, what what does that entail? What have you done there? Well, admittedly, <laughs> um, I don't do, I, I do graphic design, but I, graphic design. admittedly, I haven't been doing it as much as I used to. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll make a logo mm-hmm. or um, I have designed someone's website before a few times. Uh, I don't know. Frosty.net is a little bit outdated, unfortunately. Because, <laughs> um, uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, I might have to advertise services I buy my, my, my profit form from more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny is I actually have managed to make my uh, comics a career somewhat. Uh, not too much, but um, <laughs> I work with Kim Rubin to make this series called um, Flash of Genius, mm. and um, and basically it's a uh, it's a comic series about the patent office. Mm. We use all sorts of uh, illustrations <laughs> to really illustrate our points, and you know, and but it's kind of half half comic and half um educational illustration because mm-hmm. it does go with other words and you know here's two pat here's two patent examiners except they're dinosaurs i guess <laughs> um uh, well i like this one a lot here's a so you know there were various characters there are various characters in flash <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an examiner has a visor, um, a, uh, <laughs> a, uh, inventor has a, um, turtleneck <laughs> and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, some people tell me, you know, oh, this is not your best work, but you know what? It, it uh, it's, it's. At least, at least I'm at least I'm making money off my cartoons. That's cool. <laughs> Not everyone can say that, I guess. But um, I don't always have very good luck getting um, getting um. This guy has a bunch of patent numbers on his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't had much luck in uh, getting getting commissions for. For um for my art, but um, mm-hmm. but this I don't know. But I was <laughs> I got help and found uh and found this this wonderful gig, and uh, we're still producing comics. Although uh, there's there's some uh, there's some questioning about uh, about um about how we're supposed to how how should we should be distrib- distributing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like there's only a couple of these books left currently, but um, but nonetheless, um, nonetheless, there's uh, nonetheless we <laughs> are there, there is there that we do we do um we are making them, so yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's fine by me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to talk to um, we're, we're definitely gonna have to talk to uh, Kim about um getting more printed because mm-hmm. there's only like three left mm-hmm. now do you uh do shows or do you just sell these over 
over the internet or how do, how do well, you well i actually don't sell them for the internet over the for most part okay the figure you know people are already viewing them on the internet anyway with my webcomic mm-hmm. um so mostly the books i um i sell at uh conventions mostly okay um uh what else but uh but then i sometimes give them for gifts as well <laughs> so which conventions do you typically appear at um, i know i know we've had a pandemic but you know well, it's like in the past see, <laughs> there's there's the uh, san jose craft fair that's a that's like the big one for me um mm-hmm. as well as um uh various events with uh south bay comicers mm-hmm. um they've hosted yeah, they've uh, they've hosted um, they've um, they've attend they've been allowed to uh, to um, to um, uh, run a uh, run a um, a pop up gallery there sometimes. Mm-hmm. They don't sell too much, but it's it's it's, it's uh, you know it's it's pretty good. it's pretty social. Mm-hmm. It's good good exposure and things like that. Yeah, totally. Have you traveled outside the area? I assume you live in the San Jose area. Uh, well, since... um, I live in Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale. Um, <laughs> but um, but uh, I've actually lived in uh, in um, Massachusetts for a while mm-hmm. before then. Um, I've managed to uh, travel quite a lot, actually with my parents um but uh that, that really mostly happened back when i was still dependent with them right um, uh i don't find i don't find traveling as interesting as i used to because of because of the pandemic risk right um but i i mean i'm not i'm not disinterested in it though yeah i had to uh... Obviously, ease off, but I am planning a trip to England next year. It's my big first big major trip, probably in decades. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Great. But uh, saving the money for that. Um, so, um, uh, I guess, uh, so are you just currently working on those two strips mainly, the Cat Donut and the Mash or are there other projects? Well, I guess you should have oh. one book, but well, I mean, there... yeah, there's also Clash of Genius. You yeah. know, we, we don't have a plan to make another book yet, but mm-hmm. um, something tells me we should. <laughs> I'll have to probably convince them to use a cheaper um, printing company, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to do a fanzine, so I totally understand. Uh, printing costs went crazy over the years, and then I had to just stop because it was just like. You know, am I going to pay, you know, what month am I going to pay $500 to get these produced or something? So it was like, I had to stop, but that was like 20 years ago now that I stopped. So I have no idea how it's like now uh, when I write my books, they're published by other people. So I don't have to pay for any printing or anything like that. So I don't know. that's cool. Um, let me see what else. Um so, uh, you know, we were mentioning other convention appearances. Or, do you have anything planned in the next few months of appearances anywhere or even store um, signings or anything like that? 
I'm probably going to appear at the San Jose Craft, the San Andreas Craft Fair. Uh -huh. um, that's one thing. Um, I don't. There's, there's. You typically, typically at this time of year, there would be. Um, typically at this at this time of year, there'd be. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking up something really quick. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, typically, at this time of year, there'd be an announcement about whether or not I can or whether or not um, uh, South Bay Comicers, um, whether they're going to be able to go to a um, whether they're going to have, be able to um, go to um, uh, Whether they're going to be able to go to the um the the pop up gallery again, mm. but um, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not planning on much else aside from those two mainstays at the moment. But that's fine. But at the same time, um, I know that sometimes there's a, there's a library comic con, um, mm -hmm. um, in my area, so I might I might try to see if I can get that to happen. Okay. Backing up a little bit, um, at one point uh, you said that prior to creating these strips with original characters, you did a lot of parody strips and things like that. Um, what what were things that you typically parodied when you when you did those? Just out of curiosity. Um. Well, I parodied uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I've parodied, um, I've parodied, um, uh, Homestar Runner, The Matrix, um, a lot of the same stuff, same, the same few things that got, that got, uh, talked about on the internet at the, around the time, which was the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't republish, I really, really published the Sonic comics. Mm-hmm. Um, that those were sprite based. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I've they're kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly fine. I was just kind of curious about it, just because you had mentioned them. Um, I, I guess uh, the the main thing um, I wanted to have you alert the viewers and listeners is you know. Uh, let people know all the various websites you have and how they can get in contact with you and where they can see these comics or, and, or purchase these comics. All right. Well, um, I do have to say it's probably high time. I've considered putting these comics on Etsy just because that'd probably be a good way to go about it since they're being republished. <laughs> but um, uh, one site often associated with me, is uh my is frosty.net mm -hmm. um i'm just gonna paste it in here really quick um even though i don't know if i need to but um but at the same time that's that site's a bit old so so um uh the one of the best ways of reading one of the best ways of reading mash dash is to go to mash dash dot uh the comic series dot com um, 
and uh, my other comics have a similar address. Um, there's a, the other comics that I do include Landlubber, mm -hmm. um, with a similar uh, address, mm -hmm. and Oh Darkling. I probably I'm, I neglected to mention these series. Though they don't have books yet. Oh okay. Um, unfortunately, um, I have not really played around much with Etsy yet, so mm -hmm. I can't really say much about uh, books yeah. on that front. I've um, never sold anything on Etsy. I've only bought things there, so I have no idea. So. Well, <laughs> it's a reasonable way to sell comic books. Yeah. Um, if 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 you're making them, so mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'm have to start doing it that way, so because um, I because of the way I've printed them. Mm -hmm. so um i was gonna say since you mentioned those other ones uh just mention a little bit about the land lover and uh oh darkling and about what those are about okay and if you have sure. any examples to hold up you can show that too. all right <laughs> sure unfortunately i don't have books at the moment that's oh that's right you just said that <laughs> yeah. um but, but uh Oh, Darkling is a uh, comic series that takes place in the same world as Mashdash, mm -hmm. and um, it uh, it's basically just various jokes involving involving uh, demons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, um, one of the most beloved characters in it is a man with a diamond on his head, mm -hmm. and. Um, and uh, he can turn a, uh, he's mostly known for his tendency to scam people with his terrible business strat, with his terrible businesses, <laughs> um, like a restaurant that is on fire called the fire of your steak. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and eventually it just burns down, obviously. <laughs> um, but, uh, but he, but what people don't seem to know about it, I'm going to drop it right here, um, is that, uh, and I'm going to introduce this in a later comic, is that um, Zirconius is his name. And he can, um, and with a, with a pile of film, clo uh, dirty clothes, and, um, and a bottle of ink, he can, he can uh, slap his own head it shines on on that pile of things, and it becomes mint perfect money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's also a counterfeiter in addition to everything else he does. That's cool. And and he doesn't get caught because at least yet, because um because uh because he because he doesn't have a machine to show. Mm -hmm. But um. So you know, we just 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 various various demons having mischief, but uh, some of them are some of them are a lot nicer. But um, yeah, there's another character named Ned, who um is a vampire, mm -hmm. but uh, but but aside from blood, he's extremely interested on the very idea of a game. <laughs> Um, he was born around the time that knuckle bones were discovered um, <laughs> and and just 
to just roam the world looking for other instances of a game. But of course, in the modern times, he's really settled down and uh, and and just finds various games to review because he realized that there's money to be made in in the uh, as a as a YouTube influencer. It's mm. <laughs> pretty cool. All right. Um, are there any other comics uh, you'd like to mention, or anything else? You'd oh, like Landlubber. Yes, oh, that's I right. Okay. About okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, I've also linked it in chat as well. Um, Landlubber um, is also set in the same world as Mashdash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set. It's set fourteen years before Mashdash starts. Um, uh, and um, and and uh, basically what happens is that um, uh, um, there's there's this there's this uh, there's this there's this um, uh, girl who just graduated um, from high school recently um, who uh, who who is who is the adopted daughter of um, of of a guy that that that, uh, that lives in a houseboat mm-hmm. um, and and um at some point uh, at some point she discovers that um that uh she's half uh atlantean hmm. um and and because and because she's atlantean uh she's she's easily able to locate um uh the location of atlantis and she decides to move to move there mm-hmm. um at this point she's grown a set of gills on her neck <laughs> um and and you know because because full-blooded blue finers are have vaguely cow-like ears and um and big tails kind of like otters and you know skin 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 colors that range from blue you know, to turquoise and green and purple. Um, you know, she she first has a little trouble fitting in. Um, mm-hmm. Not only that, but she finds out her blood mother. Uh, the reason why 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 uh, why um, why she abandoned her is because um, she didn't want her to deal with uh, um, her second personality. <laughs> um, so who who is a who is a thief hmm. um so that's that's something mm-hmm. um so but but, but then anyway, there's a lot of other, there's a lot of silly 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 uh there's a lot of of uh of subplots in this one <laughs> so it's not as not super easy to follow but um right you know there's this there whether well, it's this atlantean who is who is somewhat of a rival to and to this to the uh half atlantean her name's and the navy by the way but mm-hmm. uh but the head the rival the, the this rival person you know she tries to outperform her at uh, work um constantly um uh her name is cobalt and she's also a rock star um 
And uh, whenever she tours with her band on land, um, she tells the people watching that they that the reason why they look so funny is because they're wearing makeup. <laughs> um, uh, occasionally, I have comics for in within the scope of Landlubber that focuses on um, that instead focuses on um, uh, other characters than. Other characters, the other random characters that, uh, you know, just to really, just to really expand on the world of, of, uh, of Atlantis, which has now been renamed Bluefine, <laughs> um, in their own context, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, there's not only is there Atlanteans, but there's also um, there's also a seahorse that um, runs a shop. There's uh, the, the domesticated shark, which is significantly smaller than than most sharks we think of, it's well, well, maybe not significantly because there's the nurse shark that exists. My point is, they're you know, they're they're kind of like they're kind of like um, they're kind of like you know, great white sharks, except a lot smaller and a lot friendlier. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. So not only has the not only has not only has these these humans that have survived, um, uh, have survived. Um, not only that are they they're these descendants of humans that have survived um, the continental drift of the island of Atlantis from Greece, but also you know, but also you could say that there's various other creatures that have that have adapted to it. Very cool. <laughs> It sounds like you tend to like the long form narratives with continuity on it. I would well, say. what's happened is <laughs> kind of starting to go back the other way. Because <laughs> Mashdash is great. I like Mashdash for its longness. I like Landlubber for its longness. But then I realize I'm starting to get carried away with it slightly. So mm -hmm. Darkling has its own lore, but it's also, but it's also not completely continuous like mm -hmm. all the jokes are finished within are between one to three pages mm -hmm. um so darkling is technically shorter form in that regard mm -hmm. i try to really model it after um you know you know uh, what uh, on uh, newspaper comics that that still ha that have occasionally changing plot um, of course, it's your strip, so you can take it any direction you want. <laughs> Pat Donan yeah. is the last series that I've come up with that has that has continued at this point. Um, mm -hmm. And I run all of them at the same time. How, how do you choose which one to work on, or do you just uh, whatever suits your mood? Well, I feel like the answer to a lot of these kind of things is just is just engage in more and more writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's actually what you're doing most of the time when you when you uh when you do a when you do when you do a comic of um of the style of Mashdash. But mm -hmm. um but you know I just feel like if I don't have a script I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. And I I think that's a wise approach because uh there's a lot of people that focus solely on their artwork and they have no story, and it's not very interesting that way. I think a good story 
you know, always is better than, you know, great artwork and no story. So totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um but um I've I've found generally that if I want to make money, I work on a Flash of Genius cartoon. If um I don't feel like drawing very detailed, I I do a cat donut. If um if I want to write about about if I want to write about family family drama, I um I write Lamb Lover. Well, it's not always family drama, but anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the ways I tend to um one of the ways I tend to really um come up with Landlubber comics is while I'm swimming. Hmm. Sometimes I wish I'd think of different things sometimes though, because lately I've been lately my mind's been wandering to this place where Landlubber has been there's a lot more progress in Landlubber. And I I um it's a bit uncomfortable to me because uh you know it's it's currently I I've been planning to make a tonal shift in Landlubber. Mm-hmm. And um, I figure eventually what's going to happen is we go, we're going to have the introduction of the Brass Orca, mm. which uh, basically is the, it basically is the result of, of, um, of, of, uh, of her being recruited for the army basically. And, and she, she gains these crazy powers um, partially because uh, they've been, she's she, because uh, there's been these um, two anchors installed in her knees that uh, the so supposedly associated with gods that can turn things into water. Interesting. But also can turn things from water as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's I've already introduced the brass orca in uh, Mashdash, actually, because at this point it's fourteen years later, and mm. you know, um, and and the Navy's been the brass orca for a while. But uh, what's a little annoying about trying to fit the brass orca into Landlubber is I don't know how my viewers are going to going to react because. <laughs> um, you know, because um, because it because 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 and Landlubber will be in a bit of a different genre by the time it reaches uh, that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I realize in some ways it's already is in a slightly sinister position with um with the uh, mother that has two personalities. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's quite violent too. <laughs> so, you know, I mean I don't know. It's it's been interesting because I've actually rewritten the entire entire uh entire uh story of Landlubber a couple of times already. <laughs> I've avoided trying to make it violent and once again here I am making Mash Dash again. <laughs> well, I think for what you do, there's no hard and fast rules. So, whatever yeah. is suitable for the moment, you know, is probably the best thing to work on. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. 
Um, any, any other uh, projects? I mean, it sounds like you have a pretty full plate of different projects already, but any well, other things um, you're considering or at this point? Uh, there is something that is cooking, but is not quite uh, developed or a project, uh, a, um, pro there's a, <clears throat> there's a streaming team on uh, Twitch known as Fraud Crew, Fraud Crew TV. And um, they, and they post various things. Um, they actually have um, all my, uh, my cartoons on there, mm -hmm. including every single Pubsley, mm -hmm. um, one through nine, that is, one through 10, that is. Um, and, uh, so, um, and at some point I'd agreed to, um, making some original animations for that. So there's, there's a few, there's a few that have been written by, um, a certain Dr. Butler, mm. as he calls himself. Um, and, uh, he's a good friend of mine. And so it'll It'll be interesting to get these out because um, they're all these uh, these mostly the mostly they're just they're mostly they're they're very short jokes but um, mm -hmm. but they'll fit on the service quite well. Very cool. All right. Um, well, it sounds like you're working on a lot of different projects. Uh, we will promote all these different uh, websites and everything um, when once we uh, post this episode, probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, because I'm always a few weeks ahead. And uh, I want to thank you, Evan, for being my uh, guest today on the Fun Ideas Podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will see you next time. It's my pleasure. Thank you. thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Evan Selker, for being my special guest. Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode number 235 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas Podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2022. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.